This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their brand new Magnesium Breakthrough, which is finally back in stock. Get the best deal you'll find anywhere available on for this product at magbreakthrough, M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com slash no meat and use code no meat for 10% off. This episode is also brought to you by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash no meat athlete. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com slash no meat athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C. and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Everyone, welcome to Nomad Athlete Radio. This is Doug Hay, and today I'm joined by my good, good buddy who is so nice to talk to, Sid Garza-Hellman. Sid, welcome back to the podcast. Doug, nice to be here, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> oh man, if was that, uh, too, was that too was that too was that too was that too professional? No wonder Matt no, no, bowed good. out. He's like, I don't want to be around that kind of. <laughs> anyway, no, but thank you so much for 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 serious. Nice, always good to talk to you. Yeah, same to you. And uh, I'd say that anyone who is a longtime listener of the pod or follower of Nomad Athlete knows exactly who you are. But, uh, you know, who is Sid Garza-Hellman? Who, who are you? And uh, why should people pay any attention to what you have to say? Well, I don't know about the second question, but the first question is uh, that I'm, um, uh, well, nutritionist, running coach, um, uh, author of two books and another one that I just finished that's not out yet, podcaster, vlogger. I direct uh, an ultra marathon, and I run a wellness center at at uh, the Stanford Inn, and uh, and nutritionist there, and uh, father and husband. That's that pro- that pretty much sums it all up. Yeah, you no. are all those things. That's a lot. I do a lot of stuff, which is I think what partly of what we're going to talk about today. But we'll see what <laughs> where that goes. Yeah, I. Uh... I was so disappointed this year. I was supposed to come back out for the race. This would have been my my third time coming out for the Mendocino Coast 50K, which is, without a doubt, my favorite ultramarathon that there ever is, was, or will be. I guess I can't say that definitively about the future. I I can. I mean, there will never be a better race for you. Uh. (laughs) It's such a cool race. It runs along the coast of the Mendocino Coast. Like Northern California cliffs, just absolutely stunningly beautiful. And then through the redwoods and along this big river. I don't know. It's just, it's such a cool event. And, uh, but of course, you know, like everything else, it was canceled this year. And, and I was sorry to miss, miss that opportunity to see you. Yeah. I was a, I was a late holdout. Like we were getting the news about, you know, um, uh, you know well groups of 50 so i was like okay i can do that because i'll space my runners out and they said groups of 25 i was like i probably can do that you know and then <laughs> finally it was like groups of 10 and i was like okay and i had to pull the plug and it was really um i took it way harder than i thought i would take it i was very mm. bummed to not do the race and it's come up for some reason in the last couple of weeks i think as i'm i'm trying to nail down next year's date and allowing everybody who signed up to have a free you know, they have a free entry into next year, basically postpone the race a year, essentially. But I'm like yeah. drinking coffee out of my Mendocino Coast 50K the last few days. I've been wearing the hat. Like, <laughs> like I'm just around surrounding myself <laughs> with all things Mendocino. I'm just like, oh, I miss you so much. You know, it's it's like, it was such a, it's such a fun, it's like the, it's such a thing I look forward to every year and to not have it this year amongst every, amidst everything else was just really a bummer. 
Yeah. What 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 do you think was the most uh I don't know, disappointing part about it for you? Just about the about the race? About canceling, yeah. Uh just because I love the community. It's such a, you know, for anybody who's run it, they know, but I keep the number on purpose. You know, I have a quite a big wait list actually, but I keep the number very tight at 150 because it's really intimate and fun and it's become it would have been in its fifth year, but there's a lot of returners. So it becomes this thing where it's almost familial, you know, having you out there, there's traditions that are being built now around the race. Cause it's now, you know, it's not in its first year. Now it's in its, it would have been in its fifth. And so it's, it's a new race, but you can sort of see the establishment of traditions and, and, and just seeing people again for the, you know, that one time per year. And it's just, it's just, I greet everybody when they come across the finish line. Cause I keep the numbers manageable and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just this fun fully positive, no negative day. And even people who drop, I've never had a negative person. They always come back and they go, I missed a stupid thing, you know, <laughs> and they yeah, get a beer yeah. and they walk over to the beach, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just so positive. It's just all good. And I've, I've knock on wood, I've never had a, a bad kind of experience around it. So it's just a, it's just a fun thing for me to do. Yeah. Well, it is, it's a good addition to the ultra run community. So Thanks. thank you for putting that on. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. So, we're not going to be talking about the race today. We're not even going to be talking about running today. We're going to be talking about uh, productivity and kind of staying focused in the age of COVID. I, I know I have I've worked from home for a long time. I know you've partially worked from home for a while. Um, and, you know, so I'm used to this whole working from home thing. But I'm hearing increasingly more from people who, uh, from friends and, and family and stuff who are getting growing increasingly frustrated with the work from home experience. And um, they're just having, they're having trouble with productivity. They're having trouble staying focused, missing, uh, you know, their friends at work and, and their colleagues. Um, and, and so even though we're what, like five months into this whole thing and most people are still working from home, I th- we thought it'd be good to talk about productivity and to talk about, um, you know, just kind of ways to stay focused and, and be efficient. Uh, but we're doing it in this framework of small steps because you're like the small step guy. You might be the OG small steps guy. Um, I don't know. What what are small steps? I'm, per- I'm, per- I'm pretty I'm pretty OG small steps. Um, well, my small steps are different from most other small steps. So I mm. there are people out there talking about you know micro steps. You know, break everything into two minutes. My specific approach is to train people how to set their own. Well, I'll put it this way: a small step for me is in, is the mindset. It's what you view something as a small step. So it's not a fixed amount of time in the world. It's just for you if it's a small step. So it's individual depending on somebody's life and what their needs are and what their motivation is and what their schedule is and, and all those kinds of things. So I want to, I, I equip people with the training to say, okay, well, I want to try this new thing. Here's my small step. And it can be pretty big. So in other words, I don't want to tell somebody who's a general has been running three miles for 10 years that their small step into increased exercise is two minutes per day. Cause that's way too small for them. They've already done three miles, but I, right. but it might be three and a half miles to start out. It, it's always about avoiding overwhelm. And, and so I'm training people to say, okay, what is your, I've had clients who change their diet overnight. That's their small step because they have cancer and they're ready to make that change. And there's no stress and they're not going to be overwhelmed by it because of all their circumstances they are like, I'm ready to do this. I've had other clients literally where I start with, two slices of apple or a stock of celery on the side of their dinner plate, which is fast food p- potentially because they have a history of getting overwhelmed with diets and yo-yo dieting. 
And by the t- time they come to me, they want to actually establish a real habit of healthy eating and they don't want to f- do it. They don't want to yo-yo. They don't want to burn out again. So for them, their small step is just what that is to get to be, to begin the establishment of the habit. Um, and so it's been, it's been really interesting co- coaching people in the context of this virus because m- many people, myself included, found themselves with more time on their hands and that didn't necessarily equate to more productivity for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and so that's, you know, I guess we can talk about that, but that was like most interesting kind of thing. It's like, just cause you have the time doesn't mean you have the tools to become more productive within that time. Definitely. Uh, I, you know, all right. So backing up to the small steps, uh, one thing I love about this approach is, is exactly what you said is that every, everyone's steps are, are, you know, a, a small step for me might be a giant step for someone else, and a giant step for someone else might be, oh wait, other way around, and a yeah. small step for someone else might be a giant step for me. That's right. Um, and and that it's completely individualized, and uh, and it's applicable for nutrition or for fitness or uh, for things like productivity here. Um, so, I you know, I, I love this method. I think it's incredibly valuable for for everyone whenever they're trying to make some sort of habit change. But before we kind of go into the productivity stuff, you know, why not take the giant steps or, or I guess, you know, some people do love to go all in on something. And I guess for some people, like you said, if they have cancer and they want to, you know, go vegan overnight, then maybe that is their small step. But, you know, if if someone is like, Hey, I want to go vegan or, Hey, I want to do, you know, run a marathon and I haven't, you know, I've never run a 5k before. Like why not have somebody go all in? Well, it depends on what their, like I said, what it could, it can always be still their small step. So what I would say, first of all, is, is my approach is about the day to day establishment of like a healthy habit, like running or healthy eating or even creativity, or I've, people have used my approach to, to figure out how to spend more time with their spouses. I'm not kidding. And decluttering their house. So a marathon I'm all in for the, I mean, I, we, and I, we can talk about the four by four by 48 challenge that I did, you know, a few months ago, if you want, but that's a, that's a one-off and I'm all for those. Obviously I've run races and you've run 50 times more than I have. Those are great. I'm, but that's not my arena. My arena is to help somebody become somebody who exercises most days. Once that foundation is established, I'm all for it. And I've coached people to have that challenge, to do that thing, to do the race or do the, do, to the one challenge. If somebody wants to become vegan, um, it can be for whatever reason, if it's for health, let's say, then maybe their small step is just to bring in more fruits and vegetables, some fresh, you know, to nuts and seeds. It's sort of not, I guess what's happening is I've coached people. If you have the perception that you're giving up something, that this is restriction, that this is a, I'm going to have to power through it with willpower and I'm not, and this is going to suck you have a, almost a hundred percent chance of not sticking with it. So mm-hmm. if somebody becomes a vegan for the reasons of health, but they're not yet in the mindset of like, Oh, this feels amazing. This is great. If they're in the mindset of, Oh, now I have to give up cheese. I would step in and say, don't give up cheese yet. Bring in some other things. And I would coach them on I've, Obviously I'm a nutritionist or if it's whatever exercise, um, bring in those things and then eventually start to eventually transition the other things out as more things come in. That's how I would do it. But for people who maybe it's an ethical thing, they might, they're still a small step, maybe overnight. They may be like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that business. I don't want to give them any more money. I'm not doing animal products anymore. Boom. And, and overnight again, it's what is going to avoid overwhelm because in my experience of doing this for a while, 
most people have gone from one thing to the next. They've tried this diet, they've tried that, they've even tried vegan and it doesn't last because they go too fast and it seems restrictive and then they don't feel as good because they made changes too quickly. So their physical, the body didn't even have time to adjust. And so all of a sudden they're like, that didn't work for me. Well, because you didn't set yourself up for success. It, it would work great if you did it in a way that established the, the habits long-term and managed your stress in the transition. Oftentimes we just take on too much too soon. But the other side of that is true also, which is sometimes we take on too little and we don't we don't make progress fast enough and we don't realize oh, I can speed this up and still not be in the in the realm of overwhelm and it and it can be really effective that way too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig that. So how, you know, how does that apply to something like productivity? Well, I, I'll I'll say it in the context of the of the virus, but in just in general, productivity is, is this thing where we, I, I can speak to myself. I'll speak about myself in this context because I have, I run a wellness center at a resort. So I obviously have that job. Then I have all the other things that I do running my small steppers program, writing books, the podcast, the vlog, all that stuff I mentioned before. Um, and so I definitely have a challenge of productivity because unlike you and and Matt, let's say where you've worked at home and there are definite challenges to that, right? You're at home and it's like, it's too easy to like flip on the TV. Like you had, I'm guarantee you to be productive. You had to establish routines and new habits to enable you to become productive in the context of your home. Sometimes it's harder to work from home than it is going to an office where somebody's like, you have to be here at nine and you have to leave at five and you only get a break at this time. It almost makes it easier to be productive because we are locked into that. But at home, when you're sort of a self-motivated kind of thing, that could be a real challenge. I found myself in that situation when the, in, when the resort shut down completely, where I was now home and I have things to do, but clearly I had more time on my hands than before. And so I had to, I had to actually apply my own small steps approach to my own productivity. How I did that was even though I technically had more time, which I did, I still, I wanted to go like, I'm just going to work on my book for five hours a day. Well, I wasn't in that space yet. So what I did for me is I would say like, okay, I'm going to open my book file, my Word doc. I'm going to open it once a day. I mean, I literally... And I'm an author. I've written two books already. It's not like I haven't done this before. But I found myself with like, there's so much time. So I said, okay, I'm going to open the file once a day. And I'm going to look at it. Now, most days when I just opened that file, it didn't. I didn't say I got to work five hours and it seemed miserable. I just, I'm going to open it. Now, most times when I opened it, I would work on it. And I might work on it for 30 minutes. I might work on it for an hour. Some days I worked on it longer. But just that, like, I'm just going to open it. Some days I opened it, looked at it, and was like, no, I'm not feeling it today. Closed it back down. But the next day I opened it again. And so I became very productive. I did that with, I did songwriting. I worked on music for, you know, during this time. I've written like an album's worth of new music, which I haven't done in 15 years. And just uh -huh. was sort of like get my guitar, like, oh, like pick up my guitar. Literally was my, I'm just going to pick, I'm going to strum my guitar once a day. But most days when I did that, I just kind of got on there and I just play. And then if an idea came, all of a sudden, sometimes it turned into something and then I would have something to work on the next day, so on and so forth. So even though people technically have more time, some people, and I've, I have people who I, you know, interact with and, you know, who support me on Patreon, like they didn't have time off from work. Like they've worked even more during this because of their particular job. And so they've had to deal with a, another kind of thing, which is to be busier at work. So now at home, they've applied the small steps approach to, to be more productive at home with less time. Um, so it works for, works for really either way. 
Yeah, you know, I think personally, like my personal experience of of this whole thing has, you know, I don't know that I have had more time uh, in part because, you know, I never commuted before and I never, um, you know, had that kind of wasted time going to and from an office or something like that. Um, And, you know, I still kept my job. But the the shift in, um, you know, responsibilities around childcare and things like that when schools shut down and, um, you know, just like everything just kind of became a little bit harder. So even though I had probably did have more time, um, just because meetings and things like that were canceled in the right. evenings and events and that kind of stuff, it didn't really feel like I had all this time because everything shifted. My, you know, my routines got all out of whack and, uh, you know, everything just kind of flipped upside down. And so then it, it took me a long time to kind of get to a place where I felt like I could be productive again, where I could do things like, you know, make music or, or write or things like that. Just because even though the time was there, it just didn't feel right. Well, what you, that's a great point to bring up because when I said earlier is when I train people to, to understand how to establish their own small steps, it has to do with, like I said before, their own motivation, their own lives, their own circumstances that determines the size of their small step. I don't hand clients or people in my program like, okay, here's your step. I go, we have, it's a conversation of teaching them how to like ask themselves that later. So what you brought up, which is a really good point, which is your, even though your, te- your schedule sort of working at home thing didn't change, clearly circumstances changed because of the virus, because of, you know, yes, the meetings and things like that, but also just the stress of this thing happening. And that affects how we are productive during the day. And that means that in the short term, in the interim, to keep our stress managed, we may need to do less of certain things. Like we may need to lower the amount of time on the news, for <laughs> for instance, because it's too crazy and it's it's freaking us out. And so, the ability to manage your own stress by saying, "Okay, well now my be I call it awareness." The the main strategy of small steppers of the program is called awareness based habit change, and that's what I'm training people. It's awareness based habit change, and part of what that is is to be aware of when your circumstances have changed. It might not look like it changed on paper. But clearly in your head, you're reading this news. Now you've got worry about your family. Now you've got worry about your friends. Now my main you know, job at the resort is the resort shut down. Like it's crazy. And so make knowing the, that you have the freedom to make adjustments that maybe running five miles a day outside doesn't work for you right away. You know, maybe you take a week and you just kind of do light walks because there's a lot of stuff going on and you want to maybe go out for a walk with your spouse, let's say, because, you know, you make adjustments in other words, and you do that because it makes you continue to be productive even when your circumstances change drastically like they have for most people. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important. Um, and you know, like you said, being very aware of, uh, you know, of those circumstances and and how they're affecting you. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, no, it just cause, because it can be family tragedies. It can be, you know, having a baby. It can be, yeah. you know, getting married. It can be all sorts of things happen. And sometimes we go, well, I can't go backwards. I, I, I do five miles a day. I can't stop doing five miles a day. I just got, I'm going to keep doing that because I can't go backwards. And sometimes that's to our detriment. You know, like we, mm-hmm. we push too hard and then we end up just burning out or even physically like getting sick, you know, because we just 
think we need to muscle through something like that. And sometimes it's like, no, let me take this a little easy because I got a little additional stress on my brain, <laughs> you know? And so let me slow this down a little bit so I can sort of get through this and be there for the people who depend on me. Um, so sometimes pushing through it with, you know, draining all your willpower. Matt and I have talked about that a thousand times. Like it's a fixed you know, it's a fixed commodity. It runs out. And when it runs out, you suffer and your family suffers too. Yeah. Well, okay. So how do you keep it from running out? Well, you manage your stress. I mean, that's what I do for a living. I teach people how to avoid run out, uh, burnout. If you are in a state of burnout and some people just don't know it, you know, they, and that's the part of awareness-based habit changes, being aware of when you're, okay, I've seen this before. This is the time in the diet where the excitement has worn off and then I'm now I'm willpowering through it and I'm heading for burnout because I you know have been doing the new recipes and my I can't eat with my family because I'm on this special diet and the excitement was good and I had some weight loss in the beginning but then it just the excitement sort of ran out and now I'm not equipped to make this an actual habit and so I'm going to willpower the crap out of this thing and quit and what I'm training people to do is like, oh, see that before that happens. Like, oh, oh, here's, okay, this is that place. Okay, let me let me retool, back up a little bit, take a deep breath. Okay, now let me proceed in a way that's gonna keep this going with forward momentum and that means maybe backing off a little bit so that I don't overwhelm. If you look at the statistics, <clears throat> even of like the show, The Biggest Loser, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge amount of people who gain that stuff back. It's not habit change. They are going right to the diet and they're making dietary, I've always said weight loss is simple. I can get people to lose a ton of weight in a very fast time. That's nothing. To establish healthy habits is, it takes time and it takes work and it takes awareness. And when you distract yourself with a diet or you distract yourself with some quick fix help, self-help kind of thing, your most cases, there's exceptions, but most cases are going to burn out and they're going to return to what's easiest, which is what they were doing before they took on that new thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm guilty of that. We <laughs> all are. I mean, I am too. I am too. I mean, this is mm -hmm. me too. You know, this is like uh, years of me d getting into, this is it. This is the thing, you know, and it's exciting. <laughs> and, 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 and these quick fixes are like brilliant because they go, they don't, if you look at what they promise, they don't say, we're going to teach you long-term habit change. They say, we're going to make you lose 10 pounds in 21 days. And if you follow what they offer, and what exactly what they're, there's a good chance you will lose that 10 pounds in 21 days. And it's amazing. Everybody at work goes, God, what do you, that's, you look fantastic. You lost all that weight. It looks great. And almost 100% of the time, they gain it back. And guess what? They feel like a failure. They're worse off, in my opinion, than if they had just never done it in the first place. Because now they've gained the weight back, sometimes even more, and then feel like a failure. And the stress around that leads to the unhealthy habits that they had in the first place. And it's like a miserable um, picture. So small steppers, what I say is your changes happen as fast as possible. And what I mean by that is because you're in charge of the process, you are dictating how fast those changes occur, but they were, but they're not weight loss changes. They may be weight loss, but the real change is the habit change and the weight loss is sort of a side effect of that. Just like increased fitness is a side effect of that or increased productivity at work or cre a creative pursuit like music or drawing or something like that. Those are side effects, but the habit change is established by you and it happens literally as fast as possible. Yeah. Okay. So I want to bring us back to, um, to productivity and kind of working from home. But first I think we should pause for a second to, okay. to thank our sponsors. Oh, go. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their new Magnesium Breakthrough. 
Even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. But there are two big problems. The first is that magnesium has largely been missing from U.S. soil since the 1950s, which explains why an estimated 80% of us of, of the population may be deficient, and most supplements contain only one or two forms of magnesium, when in reality there are at least seven that your body needs and benefits from. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new magnesium product that I have been talking about for the past few weeks called Magnesium Breakthrough. It's the ultimate magnesium supplement, and if you've tried to get it recently, you couldn't have, but now it is back in stock, which is pretty exciting. Magnesium Breakthrough has been selling faster than the company who makes it by optimizers has been able to keep up with. It's already sold out a few times, and due to supply shortages because of everything going around or going on in the world, it could very well sell out again. But the Nomad Athlete team was able to arrange for some stock to be set aside just for us, and I guarantee this is the best deal you will find on the product. With volume discounts combined with our 10% off coupon, which is no meat, you can save 50% off select packages of Magnesium Breakthrough. Go to magbreakthrough.com, that's M-A-G-breakthrough.com slash no meat, and use code no meat to save 55% off select packages. This episode is also brought to you by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of the planet first with potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere, and their entire line is built on these four pillars and pull from botanical sources around the world to create products that are truly effective. I do not say this lightly because I do not really normally do skincare products or even lotions or anything like that, but I have become addicted to the Osea products. My wife has as well in the summer as we've been getting a little sun-kissed here and there. It has been the perfect uh, product for us to use and really so many of them are, but the atmospheric one is one that uh, I am particularly fond of. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed <laughs> and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral rich bioavailable base, which can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance. Whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions. And on top of all that, every product is sustainably sourced, sustainably packaged, and sourced probably, non-toxic, cruelty-free, and made with love in California. Go to oseamalibu.com slash athlete. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com slash athlete to get 10% off your first order of $50 or more, plus free shipping for U.S. orders that are $75 or more, and free samples with every order. Thanks, Osea and Bioptimizers, for sponsoring today's episode. I love how I said go. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Go. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, all right, you touched on this a little bit earlier um, about how, you know, even though you might think being from home, working from home, you might be more productive, but when you're, you know, a lot of people who, if you're used to working to an office, then moving into that physical space is kind of a set of like, okay, I need to be focused on this type of work today, or, you know, in this space, these are the routines, these are the things that... Uh, I'm supposed to do when I'm in this office or I'm in this cubicle when I'm in this workspace. And when you shift that to home, you often don't have that dedicated workspace. And on top of that, you have all the distractions that are 
that you're, you're used to using to relax, right? Even you have the TV, you have a comfy couch, you have all these things, your pet, your kids, your spouse, whatever. And, um, and they're all like, you know, just kind of like pulling your attention here and there and, and kind of keeping you from ever getting into that workspace or they can, uh, if you're not careful. So for someone who is still struggling with that, someone who is still adapting to this kind of total reset of their work routine, you know, how, how would you recommend someone begins to establish uh, kind of a, a work habit at home? Okay, so a few things. One is if you have the space, establish a workspace. That's number one. And some some people don't. And so that's fine. You do the best you can with what you've got. But to establish, um, in general, what I will say, and this applies to people in the situation you just described, but also in just in general, um, to live well, this is my philosophy, to live well, to be happy and healthy in this world takes attention and it takes routine and it takes, and I'm going to say constraint, but let me explain that because it sounds like a negative, but it, it's not. So in other words, if you just in this modern world, which is crazy on, if you if we could look at it from outside and just look at how human beings are living a, a natural animal, it, in, it's, so, it's so cuckoo, like it's insane, but we're in it. And so we're sort of living this way and we're driving in these machines and it's all the crazy stuff, stuff that we do. And so it's nuts. And so we have to sort of understand what that is. And to live well means we have to set parameters. My, my, I'm so passionate about the fact that I just don't want to be the guy who sets your parameters. I want to teach you how to set your own. But make no mistake, the parameters must be set. If you try to eat healthy by walking around going, just what I feel like, or, allow, or telling your kids, I, I empower them to make their own food choices. You are, it's a recipe for disaster. You cannot manage to live well in this world that is marketed, unhealth is marketed way more than health. Um, junk food and also engineered junk food to make you your head light on fire so it's got that drug addictive act, asset. You're, you're fighting that. And at home, it's the same thing. You've got television, you've got phones. I mean, now more than ever, right? We have these devices in our hands at all time. We're working on a device that is a literally a distraction motor. Like I'm, I'm writing a book and a, and YouTube is a click away, right? Mm -hmm. So we attention is necessary and constraint is necessary. So the first thing I would coach somebody is, first of all, Dick, and I do this in the in the program, which on a personal level, but determine your ideal, determine what your workday might look like if it were ideal. I would get up at eight, I'd, work, I'd exercise from eight to nine, I'd sit down and I'd go from nine to 12 and I'd do this and I'd take a break and lay it out exactly how you would like that to be. But understand that for most people, that ain't gonna be where it is yet because you, you've gotta wrap your brain around it. If you push right into that, you're, again, you're gonna head to burnout. Like 45 minutes of meditation sounds amazing. Most people, if they said, I'm gonna do meditation 45 minutes a day, it's it's, a whole lot to take on right away for most people, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like miserable. Yeah. But if you start with uh, two minutes of meditation, it can grow to 45 minutes. And the good thing is by the time you get to 45 minutes, it's a habit and now you're just doing it and you're not having to burn out. But the same applies to productivity at home. Establish your ideal, establish your schedule, then begin to small step into that. Say, okay, well, let me wake up at, at, at maybe I don't get up at eight. Yeah, that's a little early for me, but maybe I usually wake up at nine. So I'm going to back that up to 845 and I'm going to go for a 15 minute walk. And that's, and you just all the, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work for, I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to work for 25 minutes and then I'm going to get up and take a break. There's a method. I don't, I'm not connected to them, but called the Pomodoro method. That's like work for 25 minutes and a five minute break. I think it is 25 minutes, five minute break. And, and these kinds of things are turn out to be very helpful for people in a, in a, on a productivity level. 
Um, and so I'm sort of in that same realm, except for just set whatever that work, maybe 25 minutes is too much for you right away is all I'm saying. So, um, you know, maybe 10 minutes, but you begin that process on a very practical level. I have a, a plugin on my, my, my browser. I'm not connected to them in any way. So there's no, I'm not selling anybody. It's free anyway, but anyway, it's called block. <laughs> it's called block site. Okay. And I, and I establish it as an extension on my Chrome and I list the websites that I do not get to go on between 11 and uh, I think 10 and four is what I have it set for. So if I go to YouTube between 10 and four, because sometimes just the, re these are all routines that we have in place and we're trying to build in new routines. So the old routine of sort of checking YouTube or checking the news, you go to YouTube, it flashes for a second and then it goes, yeah, you really don't want to be here. Like it, it's kind of like a funny, like it, it literally takes over the site and, and, and says, you know, you put this, at, this site on here. Do you really want to go here? I don't think you do. You know, like that, I can't remember the exact message, but it's kind of comedic. Uh -huh. And you have no idea when I've been writing my, like, especially with Raising Healthy Parents book, I was so distracted by that stuff that when I had that in there, it was, it saved me because I would write and I'd write for like five minutes and I'd go, okay, I'm good. I'll take a break. And I just, without thinking, no awareness, I'd go to YouTube and this screen would pop up and I'd be like, son of a bitch. And I'd go, like, okay, I'd go back on there, get back on, to, get back in writing. Cause it was just, it was just that thing. And I had to retrain my brain to, to be focused. It's very hard in this day and age to, to be focused for long periods of time. That is a, a losing, we're, we're losing that ability as human beings we're losing the ability to get focused for extended period of times we are fragmented uh more than any any other time in history and we got to get on top of it if we want to be productive and if we want to actually live good lives that's just kind of where i stand on it yeah i'm i'm 100 with you and unfortunately it's, it's like only getting worse because every new browser every new you know iphone update or whatever they're all designed to make you spend more time on them that's uh, right you know, I, I know that, uh, like my browser does, um, you know, like frequently, like anytime you open a new tab or a new window, it like populates six or seven different, uh, of your like most frequented sites. Yes. Um, you know, for you to kind of one click to, and, uh, and then some news headlines below that and like all yeah. the, you know, it's like constant distraction. So you open up a new window and, you know, I'm sure that they, they think, well, I'm sure that they think you're going to spend more time on it, but you know, maybe they think it's a, you know, like a gift to you to like have your frequented websites, but it's not when, you know, you're writing something and you know, you're, you're doing some work and you just need to open a new window to, to research something or something like that. And you click it up and then there's Facebook or there's YouTube or, you know, there's the news. And, uh, and suddenly you go down that rabbit hole for a while and 15 minutes later, you're like, what was they even looking up? You know? Yeah, and how quick? I don't know if you've noticed, but like YouTube is a absolute. And I, I'm a I'm a YouTuber, <laughs> so it's not like I, I mean I understand the value, but like it's amazing what a kind of a time suck it is. Like I oh, will yeah. be on YouTube and I'll look up. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm not ready to get out of bed just yet, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get out of bed in like 10 minutes, and so I just like check a few YouTube videos, and next thing I know, like 30 minutes has passed. Like it's <laughs> it's insane, right? And totally. so and so yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I call one of the tools of the program is called the Tech Check. Um, and it's actually because we, ha I, ideally we, you know, not have phones on us all the time, but we do. And so I'm just trying to advocate for people to use the technology and, and sort of go like, okay, if I have this on me, I'm going to use it to counteract the distractive aspect of the technology. I'm going to, I'm going to do this tech check to counteract that. And what it means is like setting alarms on your phone or I have a timer on my phone and people might think this is nuts, but I'm just telling you that it works. And so 
try it at home and see what you think. But I have a timer. I have an alarm goes off between 11 and four every hour. And it says move. And once an hour, unless I'm in a meeting or something, but once an hour it goes off, I get up, I do 10 pushups or I'll do a few squats or I'll walk around for 15, 20 seconds, do some deep breathing and sit down and get back to work. And just breaking up that routine that, because sometimes I'm in, in the middle of distraction when that when that alarm goes off. I am on YouTube and shouldn't be, or you know, now I've blocked myself off of it, but let's say I'm on my phone and I'm on YouTube or something. Um, and so I get up and it breaks that up. And when it does, it's not really about the push-ups, which are great and helpful for me, but it's also just that break of of getting out of a routine, becoming breaking more aware. Yeah. Yes, breaking the cycle. Then I can sit back down and get into what I really want to be getting into, right? Not the addictive social media kind of stuff, which I quit, but still for most people, that's what that is. But but the stuff that I want to be doing, whether that's writing a book or songwriting or you know doing work emails or whatever. So that's the, that's the the kind of the the trick to it's how you maintain awareness in a very in a world that is so clued. I mean, look at targeted advertising. You know, like you look at one thing one time and the next thing you're reading the news, there's an ad for that thing. It's it's weird. It's like sci-fi weird. And we just kind of go, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, of course the Nordic track ad is going to come up because I just looked at Nordic track and they track what I'm looking at, you know. Uh -huh. And so it's it's a weird, really weird time. And then, and then uh, I don't know, one of the other treadmill companies gets wind of it and suddenly you have like every single treadmill co company is all over your... Oh yeah, no, your, it's your feed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's and crazy. we look. It's not like news now. How manipulative um, on purpose these websites are, and these you know social how social media companies are there and Amazon and sending you these things. They know exactly what is happening and they're tracking you. And it's not like I don't think it's a conspiracy of control. I think it's just they want to sell things to you and and fine. But but we got to be aware of it to be on top of it because otherwise we can just get swept up into the madness really quickly. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, all right. So, you know, you gave a couple tools about tech blockers and things like that, but yeah. you know, say you're just, you're someone who's really struggling with, um, distraction, especially at home. You know, if you're working from home, even if you have a little desk set up in the corner of your living room or, or something like that, you know, there's just, uh, you know, you just keep getting up to get a snack or you keep, I don't know, just, looking out the window or whatever yeah yeah uh you know how what do you do in that case like how do you like what what is a good small step or a good process for someone to take um if they're just easily distracted and need to you know get better about focusing so i would i would i would really go into small chunks in this case you know again up to the person but i would really advocate for small chunks and i would set a timer on your phone and i would have the phone visible to you so you see that timer and and it's like having these things, literally, you can see them. I mean, when I'm working with people to establish healthy habits of you know, eating, for instance, I will have them put a physical note on the refrigerator that just says, make, check in with yourself and make sure that you want to eat, you know, something like that, like a physical thing. We need to break up the familiarity of all the things that we do. The, the routines that we have in place are sometimes years in the making. And when we want to do things, sometimes we have in unrealistic expectations. Well, I'm just going to write a book. I'm going to spend eight hours at eight hours a day. It's like, well, wait a second, because that's nuts. That's the, I mean, it's great if you can pull that off, but the chances are pretty low. Um, but the chances are super high that you can write a book if you enter yourself, if you get into it. Set a timer for ten minutes. Put a, you know, if you find yourself getting up and going to get a snack 
put a physical note on the place where you go, cupboard or and or refrigerator that says, go back to work and come back in 20 minutes or whatever that is for you. Um, set alarms on your phone like I do. My parent, my kids make fun of me. <laughs> they go, "Oh, dad's one of dad's alarms is going off again." Because it's how <laughs> I it's how I stay productive. I do lots of things. I'm not magic. It's not magic. I don't have a, a, a genetic ability to do things. It's a struggle for me every day, and 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 I win that struggle. I win most days by have going the extra mile on setting alarms and things like that because it keeps me from getting distractive, distracted watching a movie or doing whatever when I actually had time to do those things. I, I wasn't doing them because of all these tools I put in place because I wanted to do these things. You know, I was very clear. I wanted to finish my book. I wanted to become a certified running coach. So I was in a course that was self guide. You know, it's a course that I can take as much time or as little time as I want. And I thought, well, when the resort got shut down, I'm like, I'm going to spend more time on this. But definitely I had to small step into that. I was not prepared mentally to sit down and study, you know, intricate things about musculature and skeleton, you know, the skeleton for four hours a day. I had to start with 10, 15 minutes a day, even though I had way more time to do that. It, I didn't want to burn out. And so then that grew and it became a habit. And I, then I motored through, you know, a, a program pretty quick comparatively. Um, and that's how I did that stuff. I applied my own approach to exactly those kinds of things. Are you are you a fan of, you know, having like dedicated spaces for certain activities, or, or I guess like, um, I don't know, saying you know at this desk or in in bed or whatever, like I, I want, I will not do, I will not watch YouTube, I will not get on social media, or um, you know, having a space in your house where you do just your podcasting, and so that's kind of your podcast space and and nothing else. I I, mean, I, I am when that's possible, and I have. You know, I'm blessed. I have that space. I have a, a studio where I do my shoot my videos. Anybody who follows me on YouTube will see the kind of the podcast desk and my music desk. I have a little room, and it ain't fancy like it's in the literally in the, my garage, um, but it is my dedicated space. I'm I'm all for that. I've had clients who have a like one of their small steps is only reading in bed, like they read in bed at night, and so they just have no phone there. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Personally, I'll watch movies in, in bed because I think it's fun. It's sort of like at the end of the night, that'll be kind of my thing. Um, and then on weekends, I have a habit that I've built in, small step, of reading first thing in the morning on Saturday and Sunday mornings. I get up, I brew coffee, Lisa and I are in bed, and, when I, and, we, and I just read a book. Like I actually read a physical book because I felt like I just was longing for it and just wasn't doing it anymore, and I really missed it. So it's like a thing I was like, I'm going to read before I do anything else, and I get up, and it's just great, and it's so nice. The kids come in, and they all pile in bed, and they're you know we're all talking, and I'm reading a book. Like it's paradise. That's like the best thing um, because I know that I can definitely go over the over the over the tipping point of of technology. So I've had to break that up a little bit for myself. I'll tell you what, I long for the day when my kids are old enough to get their own breakfast so that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, that they, place. my kids don't even eat. I mean, I have them on strict intermittent fasting. I'm joking. Um, anyway, <laughs> kids, it's not noon yet. You can't eat. No, but like, you know, they get up and they climb in bed and then, you know, like a ha- we're not like on a strict thing on the weekend. So they get up and have some fruit at some point, you know, or toast or whatever. Mm. And, they, and they can make their own. So it is pretty, it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like that. I think, um, I think there's a lot of value to that. You know, like you said, it, it's not always possible. But you don't always necessarily have the space, but um, some sort of boundaries. I know that I, they've helped me. I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I've had to do a no phone in bed 
um, oh, yeah. rule just because because I found myself in bed, you know, on social media or yeah. playing my little disc golf game or something like okay. that instead of going to sleep and uh, and you know just it was just a kind of a, an unnecessary distraction and it was hurting you know my ability to get good sleep. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention. There's a ton of stuff, and this is going to be horrible because I'm going to tell people to go on YouTube for, <laughs> for when I told them not to. But anyway, I didn't tell them not to. <laughs> but there are pretty cool videos that are like um, focus videos, and, they, and sometimes it's it's uh, brain waves. And I, I'm not going to speak to the science on this. I will say that there's, even though I've read the science on it, it's not to me. It's not fully conclusive. But but there's there's videos of like rain or or creak sounds and i will sometimes put on headphones when i'm working just because it it it's sort of this white noise kind of background thing and i t i tend to especially in a household because obviously with our and this is what's changed doug like we talked about things have changed maybe they haven't changed for you personally and your kids are are young but for some people their kids are home now during the day and maybe they were working at home before but now the kids are home because of school is virtual for most like it is for me so i do work at home sometimes but now my kids are home and so it is time that i need to make a conscious effort to say okay i need to shut out other things i'm working if you need me tap me on the shoulder it's no problem but i can't work productively in a house where i you know hear things and people moving around doing stuff so i, yeah. I put headphones on and i I found that to be super helpful just to kind of white noise it. I usually find one that's like 20, 30 minutes. So I know when it's finished, then I've done 30 minutes of work and then I take a break or whatever that is for me. And um, I found that, I found that super helpful. Do you know what Matt used to do? You'll get a kick out of this. Um, I don't know if he still does it or not, but uh, he, he found YouTube channels that had like four hours of coffee shop noises so like someone oh, yeah. would actually he go in and like he told me about that's such a great idea yeah, I mean, yeah like record the experience of being in a coffee shop so you'd have like people coming and going and yeah. coffee makers and all that stuff yes. and and he would just like put that on and listen to it for i it. think it's i think that's fantastic i forgot about that because i think matt actually i talked to matt about that one time i think when i was either a conversation with him or health made simple or a podcast or something and i was like that's brilliant and yeah. i never and i never followed up afterwards so that's yeah. thank you for reminding me because that's because that's like <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff right you have headphones on uh -huh. And and now I think it's even more genius because now we can't sit in a coffee house, at least not in California, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So now it's like it's like that added like, oh, this is kind of nostalgic, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. so maybe I'll maybe I'll find one that's an ultra run. Um, anyway, <laughs> an ultra marathon. Five, four, and I'll be like, oh, that's the day. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that's a good idea. That kind of stuff I think is great, like for short periods, especially at home, maybe with space limited, to just put headphones on and and not music and not a podcast, but something that's white noise or background noise like that. I think it'd be absolutely effective. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Cool. Well, this is this was all helpful to me. There's a couple little bites I'm gonna I'm gonna implement this afternoon. I think, uh, including good. including some white noise. Um, yes. You mentioned several times uh, the Small Steppers program. So why don't you, uh, I know that you're about to kind of open that back up. Why don't you take a second to tell us what that is? Well, I am. And um, it's, I'm really excited. It was one of these things where I um, I thought, I I launched Small Steppers. The, it's a 12-week program. I launched it a couple of years ago, but nev literally never did any promotion, no marketing, nothing. And of course, I quit social media, so I don't even have avenues for that. Um, but I was... It's, I, I really love it and I think it's a super effective program, but I wanted it to be taken to the next level. So I, I 
was like, okay, I'm doing this for real now. So I hired a marketing team and, and I've had the entire website redesigned. I've had the mechanics all redone. I've had, there's new, new things included with the program. So I'm really excited about this. That's all happening literally right now. And so, um, yeah, so it starts the, the group launch starts September 7th and for people who are maybe interested in going through it, it's, it's a really fun program. Actually it's 12 weeks, but, um, and then after that, when I do the group launch, eventually it'll become what they call evergreen, which is just a program that people can join whenever. But right now it's a group launch and it's live Q and A's with me every week and, um, daily emails. And I've even got a text option and there's a, a exclusive Slack group for people to get, you know, nice. to talk. Yeah. It's really, it's, I kind of ramped the whole thing up. It's really cool. So for anybody who's interested, it's the, the promotion is happening right now. I've, I'm about to launch a six part, uh, free six part video series. That's going to happen in about a week and a half. So the best thing people can do is just go to smallsteppers.com and get their name and email on the early bird list. Cause you'll get notification when the program opens um, before it goes public or just go to sidgarzahelman.com and join my mailing list and you'll get the emails and then you can sign up that way too. So I'm really excited about it and, and it's just something I'm so passionate about and, and I've seen really good results and I just want to take it to the next level. Awesome. Yeah, well, as someone who has spent time inside the uh, original V1 uh, version of Small Steppers, I, I know that it's an incredibly valuable program and uh, and it's, you know, it, it uses a lot of the same philosophy that we talk about with different Nomad Athlete stuff, you know, that's part of the Health Made Simple program that you created with Matt and and so many other things. So I think uh, I think that our audience would, would really value it. Well, good. Yeah, it's, we're de- you, you and Matt and I are definitely of like minds on this because I think we all have the same goal, which is we don't want somebody to just do something for a while, you know, and then not do it anymore, you know, and, and that's, it's, it's like, it's just not cool, you know, and we want somebody to really get the, you know, like plant-based eating, which you guys are, you know, focus on, even though you do, you do all sorts of running programs and everything else, but the no meat athlete, like that kind of brand, you know, the benefits of eating this way really come with it being long-term. I mean, there's some short-term results somebody might get, but really it's about, can you stick with this long enough to 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 you know when in health made simple we kept getting people going like oh it's really hard and and matt and i would always go okay take back off a little bit like don't take on so much of the plan like that was the brilliance of that program which is we didn't hand you a plan and go okay start we said let's maybe start with this and maybe then add this and what then when people stick with it long enough all of a sudden they're like oh this feels really good and it's like yes it does that's why we're so passionate about it because it feels really good and it only gets to feel really good when there's not a ton of stress around it when you've stuck with it long enough and small steppers is just teaching people that backdrop to literally apply to any area including food but it's not a food-based program small steppers has nothing to do with food it is entirely about awareness-based habit change and stress management to apply to whatever you want to bring into your life. So it's great backdrop to any of like, you know, meet athletes programs. Let's say it's whatever you take on, you do it in a way that makes it stick. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so I think before we wrap up, we can't end a, a Sid Garza Hillman, Nomad athlete radio episode without, uh, some sort of fun, uh, thing that, Sid is up to. Uh, oh there's God. been rebounding in the past. There's been uh, no showering, <laughs> Wim Hof, uh, grounding, 
Uh, you know what? What are you up to these days that uh, that is interesting? That okay. someone should yeah, should the, Google. Okay, so, <laughs> so so I went from no showering for nine months, and I think I did a, even a blog on no meat athlete. For you that. did, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Then I went to showering, and I've literally showered. You'll be happy to know, literally every day for over three. I just hit my three-year anniversary of doing cold therapy every uh-huh. single day for three years, and so uh-huh. July, July 15th was my three-year anniversary, and so I've never missed a day of the cold showers, or well cold therapy so sometimes it's an ice bath sometimes it's in getting in the ocean up here or in a river and or and or cold shower so that's every day um very clean so i don't use any soap but i get in the shower every day okay so i have not used soap in about soap in about three years does that make you feel a little better yeah okay yeah, good that, so no good. no soap but <laughs> but cold shower cold shower every day okay so um but the new thing i'm doing <laughs> that i absolutely love and i'm so cuckoo for cocoa puffs about it and so i'm apologize for people who think i'm cuckoo but it's it's a rope have you heard of tim sheaf no okay he's one of the greatest uh parkour guys in okay. the world. he won he was like the world champion in 2011 but if he's probably the best overall athlete i've ever seen in my entire life and for years he was plant based um like 100% vegan and and just like during the heyday of his rain and then all of a sudden he realized that he supposedly had to eat fish and eggs so he's and i've watched some of the video he has no there's no nutrition training it's all kind of he also has drunk his own urine so it's sort of like he went off the he went off the deep end a little bit on that so anyway but 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 <laughs> but he's so, just your kind of guy right yeah he <laughs> is so i'm, I'm like do you, do you think that maybe the urine drinking might have led to the wanting to eat the eggs because i don't know anyways um so not everything he does is brilliant i'll put it that way um and i did not drink the urine i as an aside my theory, my wife and my theory is that my kids put up with most of the crazy stuff that I do. But if I ever drank my urine, that would be the tipping point. They'd be like, <laughs> now nah, we're done. So that's like the last bastion of, of crazy is me drinking my own urine. So I haven't done that yet. Okay. And I say yet. Okay. <laughs> but he, he, I was watching one of his videos and he has this rope and I was watching and, he, and his movement is very elegant. He's again, like a supreme athlete, like insane. Um, and he's doing this rope and it's these movements and it's beautiful and it's and i was like what is that and so i watched that video and then he referenced this other guy named david weck who has this movement based philosophy so i actually took the rope course through david weck who who used it and then i bought a rope from timothy sheaf and and have used his instructional videos too about it and it's this kind of almost like martial arts in a way but not for fighting at all, but it's movement-based and there's very fixed movements and you link them together. So one of my recent YouTube videos, I, I do I do this. Tim's video is called The Way of the Rope and you can watch it there. There, So I've been obsessed with it. I do it every day. I love it. It's like relaxing and it's sort of flow, flow state is what it is. And I've been reading a lot more about the flow state. And, uh-huh. I think, and I think this actually works into pre- productivity too, by the way. But anyway, so I've been working with that and I do it every day. Even just for a few minutes, I'll go out and swing the rope and just do it. My kids have learned it. And so that's my next nutty nut nut thing. I, <laughs> I like it. Did you know that there was a thing or you were just guessing? No, no, I just assumed. You know, <laughs> that's so like... good. Because I was like, I wonder if he knows about the rope. And you just assume, knowing Sid, there's got to be some crazy there's thing be, you know, that he's yeah. doing. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Wim Hof was the last, uh, you know, not that that's not even that. No, you're not that. Well, you at know, the like, time, it went I mean, three years ago. It was like right, people, right, are, right. you know, it's become a lot more mainstream now. But yeah, uh-huh. when I started it five, three years ago, people were like, "What? That guy's crazy!" And they were talking about me, and then they were talking about Wim Hof too, and uh, and now they're kind of like, "Oh, okay, cold therapy. It's pretty well studied." You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the rope. I just figured there had to be something. <laughs> there, there was, there yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, Sid, man. Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to do this and uh, and for all the advice, as always. Oh yeah, thanks for having me on. You guys are awesome, and I'm always I'm always got no meat athletes back. You guys are are fantastic. I love the work that you guys do. So thank you and keep it up. And um, hope everybody over there is well and take care of yourselves. All right, same to you. All right.